everybody. I'm Maya. I'm Melissa. And I'm Olivia. And we're here to take you back to your Twilight Listeners, guess what? You know how I got a new what? microphone? Last week, I definitely <laughs> recorded without the microphone. So maybe this will sound so much better. I, I don't know. Let's not make any promises anymore. <laughs> I think you sound a lot better. That's great. Listeners, last week I was like, I can really tell a difference. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds really good. (laughs) I wonder if we recorded me saying that I thought you sounded exactly the same, and I want to have that as proof of my, like, incredible hearing. Bare minimum. Somebody tell us. Yeah, I think think it's there. Dope. I called it. Okay. There's a lot of amazing stuff to talk about in this chapter, but first I want to talk about just an all-star listener letter. Is this um, the one that we hinted at last week but didn't actually get to? Yeah, okay. it's the one that's really long, and so it took me a long time to read it, but Priya, I read Priya. it today, <laughs> and it's amazing. Thank you for writing in. I'm so excited. Listeners, I'm going to have to do excerpts, honestly, but it really is going to be hard to pick because there are so many just revelations. Okay, so Priya writes, I wrote in ages ago about the stars and the Romeo and Juliet quote. Y'all remember that? Uh, Priya's that got was a good, good. Dream. I remember Priya. Yeah. 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 Um, so this covered all of Priya's thoughts on chapters four through nine. <laughs> So it's broken and I also, thought that I was caught up on all of our emails. I was not. So I am so excited about <laughs> finding out what's in this email. <laughs> um, also, she says, Melissa, watch the movies. So, God damn it. Okay, them. I will. Okay. So chapter four of Midnight Sun was such a game changer for me when I first read it at 13. It hits me just as hard. The element of fate in Alice's visions is a big part of that. Like mm. I finally get how dangerous Edward really is to Bella. Now, I'm going to read what Priya writes next. Basically, Priya just literally breaks down the plot, but the way she does it makes it sound so compelling. (laughs) And it really just, like, really drove home for me the fact that this is so overwritten hides Mm. the fact that plot-wise, Midnight Sun actually has, like, amazing bones, like, Mm. of an emotional plot. So, let, let Priya take you on a journey here. It's not just the danger factor that's more apparent. The emotional stakes are so much higher and so much more tangible from his perspective. Ooh, emotional stakes. Are you sure you're not in publishing? No, she's an <laughs> Think about the emotional roller coaster that Edward goes on in just the first few chapters of the book. He initially has to escape to a different state thousands of miles away just so that he doesn't kill Bella, but he can't stop thinking about her and he finds himself returning. He decides to talk to Bella in order to humanize her and accidentally finds himself super interested. For some reason, every time he considers leaving again, the idea is painful, as well as the idea of Bella ending up with someone else one day. Interesting. And when he decides to leave for good, that very same day, he's forced to save Bella's life, putting his family at risk of exposure, making it impossible for him to leave, and unintentionally bringing him closer to Bella. Are you kidding me? Then he has to gaslight her in order to protect her and his family from the wrath of the Volturi while continuing to quash his budding feelings for her. Suddenly, he is Bella's would-be protector because he finds out that his siblings are planning to murder her. And shortly after, he not only finds out 
out that he's destined to love her, but also that Bella's fate is to either be murdered by him or become a vampire, the part of himself that he hates the most. And then he tries his hardest to change the future and protect her by ignoring her for several weeks, only to fall helplessly in love with her anyway. Dramatic AF. That's I was fucking like, true. You gotta write this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> damn. I get- Reading it, like hearing it from there, I'm like, oh my god, yes, oh my god, yes, wow. I want to read this book. Right? It's like, wow, reading that's so it, exciting. And it, and it just does not feel like that. I'm like so over this book right now. <laughs> I literally considered whether we should pause in the smack middle of Midnight Sun to continue to go back to reading. I also had that literal. And I was like, no, today. that's a horrible idea. We can't do that. That's stupid. We're not going to do that. Book is so overwritten and it makes it makes it all boring. But like how exciting is this summary of it? It's right? so exciting. Like, yeah, that sounds dope. And that's just part of the book. Yeah, that's only the beginning. <laughs> like, there are so many more twists and turns. Priya's point is that from Bella's side, this part is like, she met a hot guy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so true. And like, yeah, some wild things happened, but mostly he's really. And she like almost dies a couple yeah. times, but whatever. But, but that like, doesn't really seem to have anything to do with him. You know, it's just like all, it's all happenstance. I feel like Priya rewrote how I felt about it. I was like, yeah, this book's really exciting. <laughs> <laughs> the stakes are very high. There's just less like. I don't know. There's I was going to say there's less mystery, but the way Pri wrote it, there's mystery. Yeah. There's like, is she going to be murdered by me? Or am I going to turn her the... into a vampire? But we get that exact sentiment and sentence a hundred times every chapter. Times. And just every like, chapter. it's not even the sentence. It's the like... Explanation. Yeah, the over-the-topness. But we got to keep going because, you okay, guys, okay. Priya had so many amazing insights like this it's maybe Priya should like take my spot on the podcast no (laughs) melissa priya would be great on the pod but you are necessary we're not gonna replace you all right thanks stop trying (laughs) what if melissa just like secretly ran an audition completely unbeknownst to us (laughs) take my spot on the pod See, that's not happening. That's not happening. Go ahead, man. Melissa likes doing this. (laughs) She's trapped. (laughs) Chapter five. There's something so compelling to me about stories in which characters A, desperately tried to change the future, and B, desperately tried not to fall in love. And this chapter has both. Great point. I want her to just rewrite the book. Right? However, I really wish that in chapter five, we got more of Edward actively trying not to fall in love with Bella and accidentally falling more in love anyway. Like that quote you mentioned where he compares the endeavor to pulling himself up the cliff. I get very Mr. Darcy vibes from that quote, except Mm -hmm. that, you know, the stakes are higher in Twilight and Gothic AF. Yeah, that's very like, that's the fanfic thing that is happening here that we should be enjoying more. Like how many hundreds of fanfics have you read where it's like the main character is fucking oblivious and is trying not to fall in love with somebody and falls in love with them anyway like we've all read hundreds of that and we loved it even when they were like a hundred thousand words yeah but why don't we love it here ah because that's the question okay but it's also a little worse than the original version because priya brought receipts in the (laughs) original partial draft she writes 
I will never forgive S. Meyer for removing my favorite line from the partial draft. Do you all remember that Edward's internal response in the parking lot when Bella asks, why won't you leave me alone? It used to be, believe me, I've tried. Oh, and also, I'm wretchedly in love with you. Um, pardon me, unforgivable, Stephanie. <laughs> that is very true. It's a great like, line. line. Is he is... not in love with her at that stage anymore? Like, did she change the right. timing we have to, of we things? We have to go back and see where we decided he had decided he was in love. Right. And we'll have to, like, go back and see what she did change that line to. But just, Something like, not oh as God. good, because I don't remember it. I'm... I'm wretchedly in love with you. How Jane right. Austen? What chapter is that? That's chapter five. Mm. Priya helpfully oh, breaks right. it down. Chapter five. Okay. And then chapter six, Priya's like, I have to confess something. Um, even though I think this would be terrible, um, a part of me like really wants a proper TV miniseries adaptation of yes. Twilight slash Midnight Sun. Yes. Um, yeah, and she's been like it. outlining the episodes. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, all of all of this is amazing, and Priya says, That being said, you asked what could have made chapter six better? My answer is a clearer introduction of a new conflict. At the end of chapter five, Whoa. the conflict of whether or not Edward can stay away from Bella, begun in chapter four, is resolved when he realizes he cannot. So at the <laughs> beginning of chapter six, we need a new conflict. Good like, fucking point, Priya. That's better than our podcast. Priya? Yeah. Damn, were you an English major? <laughs> so are we, but you're so good at this. <laughs> like, damn. Um, chapter seven, full of amazing insights. <laughs> I almost wanted to do like a whole bonus episode, but I was like, no, all the listeners need to hear Priya's insights. I was just thinking maybe one of our bonus episodes will literally be us reading Priya's email in its entirety. Yeah. <laughs> We can do a um, bonus episode for everyone. It doesn't have to be a Patreon bonus episode. True, true, true. That's true. We could. Chapter 7. Like all of us, I wish that Smire had written Rosalie as a three-dimensional person and just let her and Edward have a nice sibling relationship. I mean, they both seem to have a particular hatred for rapists. So as someone pointed out on Tumblr, why couldn't they have been an epic rapist-slaying team? Rosalie could have been the bait and Sick. the assassin. Oh, I will say, then they dope. wouldn't be a team because yeah, then Rosalie's is doing both. <laughs> But you're oh. right. Why don't they like bond over that more? Why don't they ever discuss that? Um, and then, y'all, this blew my mind. Of course, Smyre has some pretty odd logic going on. If she wrote Rosalie's the most beautiful woman in the world and a sympathetic person worthy of love, then there's a legitimate reason for her, uh, I mean, Bella, to be insecure. Isn't it wild that any potential romantic rival of Bella's is automatically demonized, such as Rosalie, Tanya, Jessica, the server, and the hostess at Bella Italia, but women who have zero interest in Edward, Esme, Alice, Angela, are practically written as saints. It's so <gasps> true. It's so true. That like we angry. <laughs> we talk is... all the time about how you're either like a fucking angel or you're a terrible, catty person. Yes. But we never made the connection that it's about their relationship to Edward and That's if they want to fuck him or not. That's so uh, true. Oh, God. Am I mad that we didn't come up with that ourselves? Uh, Priya's next level. Yeah, shit. Yeah. Okay, um, so I found um, I found the line that is changed ooh, okay. from the original draft. You don't even remember it because it's like nothing. Yeah, it's okay, dumb. here's how it goes. Why won't you leave me alone? 
Was this my no? Was that what she wanted? Was my name in her dream truly meaningless? I remembered perfectly the tone of her voice, the expression on her face as she had asked me to stay. But if she now said no, well then, that would be that. I knew what I would have to do. Keep it light, I reminded myself. God, you bet light! Keep it light? We got keep it light instead of I'm wretchedly in love with you. Oh, and also I'm wretchedly in love with you. And also a paragraph explanation! Rude. This sums up the entire problem with the midnight sun. I bet she like switched the emotional timeline around slightly and like he doesn't understand. God. Doesn't he? Doesn't he fall in love with her when she says his name? I don't remember. Yeah, he yeah. like comes up for Just air and shit. Yeah. Oh yeah, he already loves her. What the fuck? Exactly. Like truly. Uh. Okay. Right. Any other gems this. from Priya? Yeah, I'm gonna skip ahead to chapter nine. This is where Edward is freaking out, Port Angeles, all of that. Um, and Priya's just making the point that Edward has these problematic tendencies, but Smyre just validates his paranoia because, like, things do go wrong. Mm. And so right. Bella does literally need Edward to save her. Mm. And so... Smyre could have done this where, like, Edward is, like, all up in his paranoia and his family is, like, look, calm down, chill out. And then Alice has her vision and so Edward rushes off. So that's way more dramatic because he's not as close. So, you know, right. there's, like, a has to race get to get there instead of him just waiting he's around. He's already stalking her. And also, then there's, like, a discussion in the book around his paranoia instead and it's addressed you know Uh and like his like controlling tendencies because the problem isn't that a character feels this way it's that it's like presented as if it's fine it's very noble in fact i think like one of edward's like strongest qualities is kind of his protectiveness which morphs into jealousy and stalking and the line between those things is not really addressed. Yeah. But if you literally just have another character bring it up, then it's addressed. Right, those wonders. Yeah. So Priya, thank you so much. I really enjoyed that email. And as I was reading it on my couch, I was like, that's an amazing observation. And then I was like, wait, that's an amazing observation. <laughs> and it was just a cascade of wow. amazing observations. And I hope that you continue to write in because um, I enjoy it very much. Fantastic. Fam, who's on? Recap. It's not me. I think it's me. (laughs) Okay. I read this yesterday, so it really should be front of mind, but let's see what happens. (laughs) Chapter 12, Complications. So Bella and Edward are back at school Edward listens to Angela's mind and is like, huh, Angela's into Ben Cheney. That's interesting. Okay, I have something that I can give to her. And um, Bella and Edward, like, talk a little more. They go to biology class and there's that, like, tension and energy between them that's very interesting. Uh, Then Edward goes to a different class that he shares with Emmett. He's like, hey, Emmett. I need a favor. And Emmett's like, 
Okay, let's do it. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> Edward concocts a skit wherein... Sitting directly in front of Ben Cheney, <laughs> Emmett is like, so have you asked out Angela Weber yet? And Edward's like, nah, man, I heard that she's interested in Ben Cheney, but I don't know who that Whoever is. that is. <laughs> and Emmett's like, he's right behind you. Edward looks back at him and with like kind of disparagingly and is like, oh. And then he like turns forward again and is like, well, whatever. You know, Angela's shy, and she would never ask a guy out first, but there's always prom. And then little Ben Cheney in his mind is like, I'm going to ask her out first. Like, if Angela likes me, then I don't care if I'm shorter than her. And Edward's like, ha, 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 I'm such a good person. <laughs> and he spies on Bella in gym class. Bella hits Mike and herself in the head with her racket. And afterwards, he, like, goes and meets up with her. Um, and it's either, like, right before Jim or right after. He, I think it's right before. He, like, reaches out and touches her face yeah. and is like, oh, no, I thought one touch would just last me forever for some reason. But all it does is make me want to touch her more. That's frustrating. Uh, then he goes home. There's a really interesting exchange with Rosalie where Rosalie is like, you need to answer for yourself. And Edward's like, I got nothing to say. I'm sorry. And then he has to tell Carlisle, oh, yeah. And also, um, the werewolves know about us. <laughs> and that's a chapter. Or I give you a nine. I'll give you I a 10 for that. Really the skit running. For your acting. Yeah, definitely your <laughs> acting brought it up another level. Yeah. Wow, that's a that's a 95. <laughs> I, I said nine. It was yeah, I give her a 10. Mine yeah. did math. I can do math. I, yeah. I'm not that good at it, but I can do that. <laughs> yeah. She it's did not like math. one was a four and one was a nine. <laughs> I can do nine and 10. <laughs> So there are many great things about this chapter. We God, start off. Edward annoyed the shit. We out start of me. off on a very pretentious foot. God. Um. I I God. counted how many times Edward said something that made me go like, oh my Ugh. God. So many times. <laughs> I'm gonna count them right now. I marked them all. I mark them all with an eye roll. Angela's story didn't have to be tragic. She was human and he was human. And the difference that seemed so insurmountable in her head was truly ridiculous compared to my own situation. My own situation. Here's Knowing what I did of human nature, it probably wouldn't even be very difficult. Like, look, Edward is right. His situation is exceptional. He's a mythical creature, but it still makes you want to roll your eyes. Human nature was so much easier to manipulate than immortal nature. <laughs> I can keep oh, going. Would that mine were as easily fixed. Oh, I hated that one. I was like, that sentence structure. <laughs> one of my favorites was, maybe there was some solution out there for us that was escaping me the way Angela's obvious solution was so invisible to her. Not likely. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Although there right is now, a solution. It's chill out. 
it's the same it's the same as theirs the solution is the same communicate and chill the fuck out (laughs) right now is it felt as though that was the literal truth i was danger (gasps) what's up danger and then and then we get a whole you know what biology electrifying i loved them watching a movie in biology i loved that but like, I want to know, did you guys Google he, Lorenzo's oil? That's the movie I did they not. What did I you did learn? I, I didn't either. I wrote, yeah. I so I hope someone Googles this so I don't have to. We failed you. <laughs> okay, I'll look it up real quick. No, we had the same thought. But like, <laughs> truly, we're only, we're only, this chapter starts on 246. And on 247, we already have a solid, like, 20 lines of Edward being the absolute worst is all i'm saying like, one page i have real electricity smiley face and then on the very next page i have he is insufferable <laughs> in this chapter um i oh, want to read you the description of lorenzo's oil oh, this oh, is the movie that they watch yeah okay it stars susan sarandon and let me tell you i don't think it has any educational value True life drama of a father and mother who battled against the odds to save their son's life. Augusto and Michaela Odom are dealt a cruel blow by fate. Five-year-old Lorenzo is diagnosed with a rare and incurable disease, but the Odom's persistence and faith leads to the cure which saves their boy and rewrites medical history. What? Now, that could just mean, like, they were persistent and, like, you know, got funding for research. But knowing Stephanie Meyer and the fact that yeah. the word faith is here, yeah, I'm like, the did they like pray his disease away? And Stephanie Meyer is like, oh, it's so beautiful. I'm going to put that in my nice son. Unclear. Unclear. <laughs> um, but my favorite is on the second page of this chapter when, you know, he's talking about how like the lights went out and, you know, it was so dramatic. Love it. Holler. Um, and he literally says, it was odd how much of a difference this made, considering that the lack of light meant little to my eyes. <laughs> I could still see just as perfectly as before. Every detail of the room was clear. Three whole sentences. Three like, whole you sentences. fucking get it. You can <laughs> still see. Why do you care that it's dark then? Like, if this is contradictory to the story you're trying to tell, why are you still telling us about it? Like, oh my god. And he keeps doing it again. He does. He says so. So why the sudden shock of electricity in the air? Was it because I knew that I was the only one who could see this clearly? Fucking <laughs> <Nothing>, no. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. God. <laughs> uh, my possibly all-time favorite Edward being ridiculous telling us about his talents and skills is also my worst <laughs> sentence for the chapter, but I'm going to go ahead and read it. It's on page 249 in the middle. I already know yes, what you're going to say. Yes, yes. I could I easily moderate yeah. the pressure of my hand. <laughs> it wasn't exactly difficult. <laughs> so hard to read. My tactile sense was better developed than a human's. I could du- I could juggle a dozen crystal goblets without breaking any of them. I could stroke a soap bubble without popping it. As long as I was firmly in control of myself. Yes, I literally underlined that entire section three times and was like this is everything that i hate about this chapter it wasn't exactly difficult it wasn't exactly difficult and then it ends with 
Bella was like a soap bubble. <laughs> Fragile and ephemeral. Temporary. <laughs> like, so sexy. Wow. Just compare me to a soap bubble. Go ahead. Just like, it keeps, there's just more of it because it says, Bella turned to face me at the gym door and her eyes widened at the expression on my face. She didn't speak. I looked at myself in the reflection of her eyes and I'm just like, bruh. Not only that, the thing that he saw in her eyes (laughs) was the conflict raging in (laughs) his own eyes. (laughs) (laughs) It reminds me of that commercial where the guy is like, I can't order contact from just anywhere. I have special eyes. I think we've previously discussed we've, we've special eyes. Already talked about that. I think with him in night side. Bless, Bless you. <laughs> as gently as if she were made of the thinnest glass, as if she were fragile as a bubble I'd imagine. We we got it. We got, we got it already. It. You we got it. And also to me, it really does undermine Edward's struggle not to hurt her. Because I understand that he just needs to stay in control of himself. But it seems like it shouldn't be that hard to not kill her, actually. Right. Like, I like, know the bloodlust. Yeah, I know the bloodlust is like a big aspect or whatever. <laughs> but he acts, he's always like, I have to be so deliberate and so careful because if i pressed just a little too hard you would die and that's true but it seems like it's easy for him right to not he, made, do that. he just told us he how told easy, us how it, easy was. it is yeah and because like they his tactile this, senses are so developed they do this all the time like he could be crumbling bricks at any time in his life and he's not because he's had practice not crumbling bricks to dust so yeah. why oh and then there's uh, I've marked all of these. Oh, there's so much more. The next page, when he's talking to Emmett about his plan, Emmett's like, what favor? And he says, under my breath, M dash, at a speed that would have made the words incomprehensible to human. M dash. I explained to him what I wanted. I wrote, was this necessary? Do you think that they're, like, they're, do their lips move so fast that you can't tell they're moving at all? Or do they just like invisible lips? Like, what would I see if I was looking their directly lips... at Edward's mouth when he did that? Their like, lips fluttering like a hummingbird? Like... <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I don't think you see so anything because he weird. says it so fast. It's over in like a half second. It's done. It's just like, uh, <laughs> just talk like normal people people like, this like, is also an m dash aside that we don't need so many of them he's talking to his brother anyway and so like whether or not anyone sees him doing these really quiet words it does not mean anything like we don't like, need just this talk at all low but look normal like you don't have to say it really fast because you look fucking weird. Just say it really quiet so that I look at you and you're just talking to your brother and I don't give a fuck and I just can't hear you because why would I be able to hear you? They, they're they terrible at blending in. They're very they bad don't at don't try. Okay, but we did miss a moment that I really like. Oh, go back, yeah. On 250, mm-hmm. uh, right after this ridiculous soap bubble touch <laughs> where... Um, you know, he, like, forces himself to turn away, and he's, like, walking and thinking about how he touched her cheek, and it was, like, such a Mr. Darcy moment oh, of, yeah. like, 
that very amazing like he helps her up into the carriage and like people don't touch hands oh, and yeah. so he walks away and flexes his hand and then two paragraphs <laughs> later what happens my hand was tingling i flexed it and then curled it into a fist but it continued to sting painlessly like girlfriend i know literally, where you took that from literally mr darcy moment yeah fucking loved it it felt like simmering coals, as though a dull version of my thirsting burn had spread throughout my entire body. Like, ooh. How Victorian and amazing. Yeah, I was into that part. That little, that little Darcy flex. And then he just sandwiches it in with, you know, how capable he is of, I don't know. You know, flexing. no wonder that Stephanie Meyer and Shannon Hale are such good friends. They did, like, Austin Land together, right? Or, really? like, Shannon wrote it, and then... Like um, Stephanie's company did something with it. Shannon Hale's books right now. It's what hilarious was? that we bring this up because we were just talking about how Shannon Hale is in her own like world of like the slow burn romance. <laughs> hilarious that you bring this up right now. She's actually reading it right now on the couch. Wow. Wait, which book? Um, of the the Goose Girl series. Oh, she's I on. You're on book books. three, right? She's on book three. Wow. I mean, you gotta read Princess Academy. Have you guys mm-hmm. read this? Yes, you of both love that, and oh, okay. I have not read it. You gotta read it. Yeah, I have bought a copy everywhere I have moved. I've never <laughs> taken a copy with me, like when I've made a big move. But and every time I'm it. in a new place, I get a new copy. <laughs> so I've bought like five or six copies. Of this That's book. so funny. Yeah, Shannon Hale's dope. Anyway, um, okay, so. Then we get the this... all-star skit that Maya already performed, but <laughs> must die like, in anyways. We still have to we still have to focus on it a little bit. Okay, so the thing that he says under his breath so fast that humans can't comprehend anything <laughs> is like the plan for this skit. It's also a terrible skit. I just want to point skit. out. And it's there's says, no logic. Louder than necessary, which again, you all know exactly Wait. how loud you need to speak in any situation. Did you ask Angela Weber out? Then Edward says, no. The next line is, why not, Emmett improvised? How, well, I thought you told him the Improv- whole plan. What was the plan if he wasn't going to- was the line? What was, was going to come next? Okay, but we did skip over my favorite line, which is he says, no. I said, shaking my head slowly to appear regretful. Okay, but your favorite line isn't the next one where Emmett says, why not? Are we lacking in courage? wait i want to talk for a second about how if emmett is saying this louder than necessary that means probably more people than just ben can hear hear this this. everyone's listening everyone's listening and then they know like two weeks from now that edward is dating bella yeah (laughs) flash or everyone's already talking about them eating lunch together every it's the talk of the town good trip that yeah like imagine being in this class and like, you know, Theory? closely watching the social situation play out. You know, Edward's been with Bella. Now, wait a second. Edward wants Angela. Angela. And I mean, then he says, Evie boy. Look, I guess she really likes this Ben person. I'm not going to try to convince her otherwise. There are other girls. And then, and then Emmett says, who? Back to the script. The Ben thing wasn't part of the script. The Ben part was the whole point of the whole script. What do you mean back to the script? What? I was like, I love though that 
but the whole like they're like oh some guy named ben and they're like some kid named cheney i'm like okay so you have his full name and he sits directly behind you i'm like i understand that high school can have a lot of kids and you don't no, necessarily no, 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 no. know everyone no no, but no. i'm like not this school full name at this school and he sits directly behind you in your spanish class i'm not sure exactly who he is i bit back my smile only the haughty cullens could get away with pretending not to know every student in this tiny school only the everybody knows everybody would think that they could get away with getting away with something like this and then emmett's line is Edward, he's right behind you. So, like, Edward is pretending that he's dense enough, even though Emmett knows. Like, why does why does Edward not know if Emmett knows? It's a tiny school. Everybody knows each other. Stop pretending. Okay, but the best part also is that Emmett says he's right behind you. They acknowledge that he <laughs> is right behind them, and then they continue to talk about him as if he's not there. He goes, oh... Huh. <laughs> and then, because Emmett says, didn't you say she was taking Yorkie to the dance, though? And Edward says, that was a group decision, apparently. If, but, well, if a guy doesn't have the nerve to ask her out, she'd never ask him. And I'm like, why not just, just turn around and be like, yo, Ben. I heard Angela once. <laughs> and he'd yeah, be like, how do you know that? Him. And he's like, I have my ways. Be like, oh, I've been hanging out a lot like, with Bella. Shit. Like, That's also true. Bella might know. The whole like, don't tell Angela that Bella told me, but Bella told me that Angela likes you. Don't tell anybody. Right. Yeah. You should ask her out because if yeah, you don't, she might person. actually end up with Eric. And if you want to like even obscure it more, be like, and I hate that guy. <laughs> so I'd rather you go out with her. Right. It's just like the fact that they pretend that they don't know who he is. But then they establish that they know who he is and he's right behind them. And then they're like, well, actually, we're just going to keep pretending like you're not there because we're assholes. I was like, Edward, you want Bella to be friends with Angela and you want this guy to go out with Angela. You're going to have to hang out with Ben. Are you not concerned that Ben is going to think you're a complete dickwad and isn't going to be like, yo, he was trying to ask you out and like. Oh, now he's going out with Bella. He's now so he's trying to claim that he doesn't even know who I am. Of course he knows who I am. Hey, I sit right behind him in Spanish. And and Edward is like claiming to know the ins and outs of how Eric Yorkie decided to take Angela to the dance. Oh, well, that was a group decision. So he knows like the social intricacies of how Eric and Angela are going to the dance, but he has never heard of Ben Cheney. <laughs> and... Does he not think that Ben will never tell Angela, oh, yeah, it's really wild. Edward Cullen exactly. wanted to go out with you, but I That is you hot first. gossip that I would share when I was secure in my relationship. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, absolutely. What? And also, 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 <laughs> Edward, Emmett's like, who? Edward says, my lab partner said it was some kid named Cheney. Do you want to know who His Edward Cullen's lab, lab partner, partner is? is it's Bella, Bella Swat. <laughs> and this is not a secret. Again, it's a <laughs> tiny school. They all eat lunch together. Mike is out there talking out like, oh, like, yeah, Edward seemed weird to you. Did you stab Edward him with a pencil looks or at you like you're something to eat. Like, people know, they know. that they're, they're lab partners. Yeah. And so this now, is bananas. Ben's like, bananas. shit, Bella told Edward that Angela likes me. 
Does that mean that Andrew was talking to Bella about it? Is this like he's he's stupid? He does not <laughs> understand how to this subtly might, put this idea in his head. He's this just blatantly might be lying. The most like teen boy thing Edward has ever done. <laughs> because he thinks he's like, like the smartest person yeah, ever in the for room. Doing it this way, and so he does this stupid little skit with no internal logic <laughs> when he could have been like. Hey Ben, are you gonna ask Angela to the dance? Because I was gonna ask Angela to the dance, but like I heard that maybe she likes you. But I'm, are you gonna hey, ask her? Like, but if you're I not into know. her, you know I'm gonna shoot my shot. Anything, literally any other plan. Yeah. This is incredible. This is a true midnight sun jam. Like I, I had so much fun. I loved it. So did um, Emmett. Emmett yeah. also admits that it was sort of fun it to manipulate the humans very poorly. <laughs> And improv. We can't forget his improv. His improv after being told the whole script, which was lagging in every important part of the script that they needed. I just got a fan fiction idea. (laughs) Oh my god, tell us. What if after this, Emmett was like, you know what? I really enjoy acting. And then he joins the school play. (laughs) I drink and sue from there. No, this is where Emmett discovers he loves improv. Oh my god, yeah. Oh, he's just like me, and he like gathers his friends, and like every few months, he's like, "Would you guys please come to my improv show?" Uh, and <laughs> then everyone I, would actually be attend. bad at improv. <laughs> Emmett would actually be bad, and we'd all dread going, but we'd all go to support him. Yeah, yeah. I like, like that the implication there is that I'm good, and that oh, nobody yeah. dreaded going to my improv show, even though people famously dread going to improv shows. <laughs> exactly thank you (laughs) then edward just watches bella be in gym and this is where upon my original read through i made the realize i mean i think i already knew but i noted this is a lot of edward watching bella so there's really even more of the same scenes as twilight than i ever expected there to be right because he's not there he doesn't have to describe this to us we already know what happened in gym because we were there in Twilight. And right. It doesn't make sense because he thinks about Bella all the time and follows her in people's minds all the time. But he says, she was right. I hadn't ever seen her in gym. And he, like, started listening. It's like, you what about all the other days? Paying attention in Spanish before? <laughs> what? We've already established that you think it's the most boring class ever because you're fluent. <laughs> then we get a new character who... Jennifer Ford served the birdie directly toward Bella with a smug twist to her thoughts. I was like, right, so everyone's a bitch. Yeah. (laughs) Like, like, not even like Jennifer Ford, who was really competitive, like, did her best. (laughs) I was like, Jesus. Um, then. Oh, oh, and then that line actually does come here. I forgot that was this. Um, this chapter he looks at you like like you're something to eat and then um she like laughs and he's like how could she have laughed (laughs) what was wrong with her and i was like this is funny that's fucking hilarious like she just found out you're a vampire and then somebody says her out of the blue he looks at you like you're something to eat that's that's fucking funny if she didn't laugh yeah there would be something wrong with her if she did not giggle i was actually gonna bring up that exact line edward says (laughs) Why would she laugh at the suggestion that I could kill her when she knew that it was entirely true? I just, is it too dark to mention that almost anyone could kill Bella? 
<laughs> I did not think of that, but that's Maybe. true. Not like, where I went with it. <laughs> um, anyone can kill anyone. Anyone and Bella can kill anyone. Is like particularly vulnerable, apparently. <laughs> so, did she? And he goes on. Did she have a morbid sense of humor? That didn't fit with my idea of her character. But how could I be sure? <laughs> It's just endless. Just endless. stop. Just stop. Um, then they meet up after gym. They walk to Edward's car and parked right next to his car, which seems a little strange to me because I was yeah, like, like... they park right next to each other. Yeah, like, I don't know. I just felt like they got spots right next to each other. I don't That's know why I don't buy it, but I don't buy it. <laughs> also, why would Ben in a high school parking park lot? next to him? She probably wants to park as far away from him as possible. Also true. She probably wants to park her car, like, as far away in the lot as possible. Like, I do not trust any of these teen drivers. This paint <laughs> job is nice. Yeah, then Stephanie had a really fun time saying car yeah. things at us. Yep. Because Stephanie loves cars. She loves them. Okay, I thought this was actually really interesting. Isn't it kind of surprising that Stephanie and Bella are so similar, but Bella doesn't like cars? It is interesting. Well, you know, she had to just, like, prove that Bella isn't just herself. Like, Bella's oh, a character. Right, right. And she needed, you know, some, like, right. personality traits. So one of them was Bella doesn't like cars. Oh, yeah. Her personality trait is what she doesn't, doesn't. enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, they've got some, like, perfectly decent back and forth <laughs> conversation. But it's not, like, particularly amazing banter. Because Stephanie no. is, like, good at banter. So... This is, you know, it's just not in her best, but it's fine. I don't know if I was just jaded from the whole first, you know, two-thirds of the chapter where (laughs) I was rolling my eyes into the back of my head every half second. Yeah, by the way, we're 250 pages in. Just a a note there. That's it? (laughs) 258, if that helps. No. (laughs) There's an interesting description of how um, being near her makes him feel more human which i don't think that we had quite like not in the he he remembers that right he likes sex not not that part (laughs) of being human that's usually what makes him feel human but like more literally the throbbing electricity made it feel as if i had a pulse again my body sang with it as though i were human that was a new sensation yeah that was interesting and that's gonna come into play with the rosalie (laughs) stuff I just want to draw some quick attention to they talk about hanging out on Saturday and in Twilight it's so mysterious because Edward's like okay you can drive and I'll just show up at your house and she's like well I don't want you to like leave your car outside my house because Charlie will have questions and he goes I wasn't intending to bring a car and Twilight it's so mysterious but reading Good Night Sun I was like he could just get a ride. (laughs) (laughs) This isn't weird at all. Every single one of his siblings have a car. Yeah, like, he'll get dropped off. (laughs) His dad will drop him off, just, you know, like, whatever. Okay, so yeah, they talk about why he can't hunt in front of her. Then we get into this, like, how desperately almost everyone would trade anything in order to be a human again. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, Rosalie would do it, Carlisle would do it. Like, everyone except possibly Emmett. I was like, really? What about I Alex? Like, I know. I was like, really? Everyone? She yeah. doesn't even remember being human. Yeah. And she would I've... give up psychicness? Enter one true love? And she specifies, most of our kind prized immortality above all else. There were even humans who craved this. 
blah blah blah. Like first of all, duh. Of course humans want to be vampires. It's, right. That's obvious. Also, it really underscores how I feel like the Collins can only the Collins have to be noble because they have to be good, right? Like in right. the in this universe, right? And they can only be noble if they all absolutely hate Reject. what they are because yeah. vampires are evil. And so they're like this perfect little family group which has come together for no like no particular reason like they weren't even like all vampires and then they all found each other like they're sort of a formed family here and they all just like happen to hate being vampires so that they can be pure i don't know i just like it doesn't i it's not like a satisfying interaction with vampire lore yeah it could be like that they miss humanity, but that they still enjoy being vampires and wouldn't right. give it I'm up. Right, I'm like, what exactly are you not getting from being a vampire that you would get from being a human? Like, we know with Rosalie, she's like, I want to have a baby. But, like, what yeah, about Esme, Edward? it's I'm also like, having a baby. Right, so I'm like, what What does Jasper well, and Emmett Edward Earth? Edward. Edward thinks that he doesn't have a soul, but Carlisle has kind of indicated that, like, he doesn't really believe that. Yeah, so well, I Carlisle really don't understand have. why Carlisle would give up being a vampire. Because what he wants to do most in the world is, is help, help people. people. Which he, he can, can help do. a lot more people yeah, a lot as a vampire bigger. than as a human. And he seems to think that they have souls. And he doesn't kill humans. So what is this he missing out on? Feels right, like... what, and what, what, what would Alice want being a human that she can't have as a vampire? To me, that just feels like... Alice's thing has got to be about curiosity. Like, she's, she doesn't remember being a human. She doesn't know what it's like. Right. She wants to try it out. I could like see... I don't know that I believe this of Alice, but I could see a character with Alice's powers like deciding that it was too much. Like, right. You know, like, there's obviously the curse aspect of knowing what is coming in your life. Right. So there are certainly people who would be like, well, yeah, right. I have this but we power don't and I ever use get it, that. but like, if I could give it up, I probably would, because it kind of right. sucks. But we never got that angle for either no. Alice or Edward. No. And Jasper, like, why would you... I don't know, he's really thirsty all the time. He's like, yeah, but like, he could just start killing humans. Yeah, he could just kill humans. <laughs> like, he could fix that. <laughs> he could just give up. <laughs> <laughs> It really feels like Stephanie just painting with a pretty broad brush. Yeah. And yeah, being like, oh, being a vampire is bad, like as Olivia was saying. And also, as Olivia was saying, these guys are good. Therefore, they don't want to be vampires. Yeah. yeah. Done. Yeah, exactly. That's right. my lord. Like, Precisely. yeah, let's just not address this with any nuance. Vampire equals bad. Yep. Yeah. So, Bella is dropped off. Edward goes home. Rosalie is there, waiting um rosalie again more of the thinking in her head instead of just saying what she thinks she's really mad i imagined myself like running out of the house to yell at my brother i would be yelling this yeah why would i yell this in my brain right when there's no humans right that would be the least satisfying way to yell at your brother she planted herself at the base of the stairs her lips pulled back over her teeth she is like grimacing at him and just thinking real hard yeah like what the fuck? i mean if anything you're a vampire and if you can go so quiet that humans can hear you, you can also go so loud that humans can hear you and there will be something very satisfying <laughs> okay, i don't think that's true 
as being like so incredibly loud break all their eardrums yeah exactly like if anything that's what i would want to accomplish (laughs) is there noise that is too loud to hear too high too high frequency oh too high oh Oh, like that's the thing you're saying you could you could get up there it would um, damage you, but I don't know if it's like you can't hear it. I'm just you meant saying, squeaky. You meant could, squeaky. If she can, if they can all go so quiet that they're not audible, then they can also get very loud. And personally, <laughs> I think that getting super loud would really do a lot for me. Yeah, it definitely. is weird that she doesn't decide to go loud here. Instead, she just thinks everything, which also doesn't make sense because Rosalie really wants the family to see her perspective. So why isn't she audibly presenting her perspective? She wants everyone to be be like, don't you see this? Like, this is so much sense. This is so messed up. But instead, yeah, whatever. So even though that doesn't make any sense, (laughs) we do get a little bit of a justice for Rosalie moment here where Edward is like seeing her as a more nuanced person than he normally does. He talks about how... He can see how Rosalie's judgment of Bella is clouded by her jealousy. Um, And it's beyond just jealousy that Edward is interested in her. It's that Bella is human and has choices. Rose was outraged that Bella would put this in jeopardy, that she would flirt with the darkness when she had other options. Most of the time, Edward is just like, yeah, my sister's kind of a bitch. (laughs) This is like really compelling if i saw somebody do like even just in my real life when i see people doing things that are really dangerous i'm like kind of mad i'm like why like that could hurt you so bad like there's so many people in the world who wish that they didn't have the consequences that that thing that you're doing would do to you why would you like, why would you drink and drive? Mm-hmm. Why would you ever do that? Come, like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I get so mad at the thought that, of drivers. Even beyond that, it's giving up something that Rosalie specifically wants and cannot have. Yeah. I'd be pissed. Yeah. And this, this is, is like the, time the when actual Edward truth. Thinks. Like, he, he gets at the actual truth of what Rosalie is mad about. Yeah. Rose never really, like, accepts where Edward is coming from, but he does give, you know, genuine responses. He's like, well, Emmett is like, I'm honestly surprised that you even could tell her because you don't like to say the word vampire. (laughs) And Edward's like, yeah, would have loved to avoid it, but um, (laughs) Bella's friends with the great-grandson of Ephraim Black? And then they all, like, freeze. And, like, Carlisle comes outside and is like, what was that? that?" (laughs) Um, It's pretty fun. This this is kind of obvious. It's like, yeah, they still know. Of course they I guess they they just... They they know, yeah. They thought that the tree would stop any of them from saying it, I guess. It never occurred to them to think about it that hard. Right, I guess the whole point is that they aren't supposed to tell people who aren't specifically part of the treaty, which is what has happened. Right. But, like, whatever. And then Edward has this moment where he's, like, so noble. Because Rosalie's like, Alice told you I was going to burn your car, didn't you? And he's like, I don't care. It's just a toy. And it, 
and rich people. she's like, you've changed. So noble. You roll your eyes. And he goes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> the most frustrating thing you could possibly say in reaction to that. Right, he said, I know, and I would just strangle him. Like, Fuck you. <laughs> like, I was ready to put this behind me, but now I'm not again. And then he says that Rosalie goes towards the garage, but he knows that she's bluffing because Edward and Rosalie are the only two that love cars that much, so of course she would never really hurt the car. And I'm like, <laughs> you guys should have a better relationship. True. <laughs> you really do have a lot in common. I think they're very, like, too similar to be nice to each other, which is a thing that happens in families. That is true. That's true. Well, and at least give them that. Yeah, that's it. Complications. Oof. What are the complications in this chapter? Mm. You're going to make me um, analyze overall is what the complication is? I don't I don't think the skit is a complication. <laughs> he touches her and then he feels like You're he right. wants to touch That's her more. One. He gets horny. <laughs> That's complicated. That's complicated. Oh, the electricity. I think like Okay, the, yeah. the new, like, physical attraction that's developing, I think, is the, the complication. I and Rose right. being fucking pissed, yeah, but that's not really new. Horny. Yeah, I don't think the Rosalie thing is... It's not new. No, that's not yeah. a complication. All right. Best sentence, All right. worst sentence. Best sentence, worst sentence. What are we I already did part? my worst. It was the soap bubble one. Oh, <laughs> soap bubble. Um, I have my best. I have one. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> Um, this is on page 255, and it's where Edward is listening to the whole Mike and Bella conversation where Mike brings up, like, oh, you and Cohen. And Mike is thinking, Jessica swears they're dating. Why? Why did he have to pick her? And Edward thinks, he didn't recognize the real phenomenon, that she had picked me. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Especially because phenomenon is like one of those twilight words. Yeah. And me is italicized. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go with my best is going to be the final sentence of the chapter. Uh, again, she, she really is good at she does. She does know how to do a button. She had changed me more than I'd known it was possible for me to change and still remain myself. Like, hmm. Drama. That is what love does to you. It's beautiful. Um, I mean, my worst is... is like every single one of those. Yeah, we have sentences I read at the beginning. That was like Edward being a butt. <laughs> my best is um in biology class when this interesting new electricity is humming between them, mm-hmm. um, and they have these like matching poses where they both cross their <laughs> arms and they're sitting really stiff, uh, and Edward's peeking at her, uh, and sometimes she peeks back. Occasionally, she would peek at me again, and the humming current would jolt through me with a sudden shock. I just thought that that was really nice, and also, like, interesting. Like, the current is is always going, but every time she peeks at him, it just intensifies. Ooh. Good electricity. I liked it. Whew. Okay, worst. I'll, I'll give you something new. Didn't you say she was taking Yorkie to the dance, though? Emmett asked, snorting as he said the name of the boy whom many scorned for his awkwardness. What? That's ah, just bad writing. Also. <laughs> and it makes it feel like home? it's a dig at Angela. <laughs> like, 
That's true. Like, do you really want to go out with her? I mean, she's going out with the worst person. I just like, everybody knows that Eric is unpopular, but what a way to describe it. Yeah. She was um, vain and not clever. (laughs) (laughs) It's a reference to a previous episode. (laughs) What a callback. We have a sentence that we didn't already read aloud. We read a lot. We read a lot lot of of them out loud. There's a lot of good stuff. By good, I mean bad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm just going to leave it at what we've already gone here. That's fair. Great. That's it. That's the chat. Next, we get an extra chapter that's just named Another Complication. Like, come on. That angers me. I took a video, (laughs) like, flipping between complications and another complication. Who let her do that? (laughs) That's silly. Who who didn't query that? (laughs) We know you'll be back for some reason to hang out with us. What? Can't wait. They'll be back because we're enjoyable. We all like doing this. This is fun content. All right, you're right. I got to stop putting myself down. It's a bad habit. Yeah. There are good reasons to listen to our pod. (laughs) Email us with questions or comments or fan mail at twilightfacepodcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to support the podcast, check us out at patreon.com slash twilightfacepodcast. Oh, wait, I have a question. Um, My question to the listeners is... Write in and let us know what role you would most like to see Emmett play in a high school theater production. <laughs> oh my, you're so who, good at that. Who, who would like to join the pod? You know, no, no we're not like, taking applications. <laughs> we are not taking applications. A uh, shout out to our current patrons Jillian, Melina, Bridget, Eric, Samantha, Aaron, Josh, Karen, Ed, Bailey, Laura, King's Gambit, and Andrea. Thank you wow. so much. Thank you. Wow. You can follow us at Twilight underscore phase on Twitter and Instagram and Twilight Phase Podcast. I posted. I posted. Melissa made a post. (laughs) (laughs) Disclaimer, we own nothing. The Twilight universe and all characters belong only to Stephanie Meyer. Please don't sue us. Audio editing, maybe by me. Cover image by Laura Shermer. Our theme music (laughs) is written and performed by Adrian Mooring. When you were saying we did an audio editing, I was yawning and covering my mouth so my hand was up and I was like, fight it. Fight your yawn. Put your hand down. (laughs) We'll be back next week. And if you don't like it, you can fight me.